don't rule them out. There's mm-hmm. a lot of good entertainment, and this movie is a prime example of what they can do. So <laughs> I like that pun, a prime example for an Amazon Prime original you movie. Got me. Nicely done. They paid me. <laughs> oh man, how do I get some of that money? Go spank Jeff Bezos. Well, here I come, Jeff. <laughs> lube or no lube. Chaps on. It's the movie toasty show. Here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We'll talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Movie Toast. Hey, Toasties. Welcome to episode 69 of Movie Toast Movie Reviews. Uh, here's Dennis. That's me. And then there's Adam over there. That's me. What's up, man? 69. Let's get into it. Woo! And I, see, now I kind of wish I would have just like rewatched the Austin Powers series or something for episode 60 or something I mean, else. I know them off the top of my head. I can pretend like I just watched them. <laughs> uh, they were my shit as a kid. Oh, me too. <laughs> Definitely one of those you like, you probably shouldn't have seen as young as you did, but everyone has seen it by then. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> by, by the time, uh, gold member no spy of shagney came out me and my brother and dad saw like a midnight of it like i watched that <laughs> dvd so many times like the thing got scratched and it was bad i, I don't know awesome. why i was so obsessed and then gold member came out and i'm like i love the soundtrack not the movie as much but really oh it's still I, adding um was that michael kane just didn't didn't do it for you I like Michael Caine, fat bastard as as more of a character. I don't know. Something all around about it felt a little weird, but I mean, it's still a good movie. I, I won't discredit it, but I feel like it's two, one, three for me. Two, oh, and if they ever make four, I'd be I could see that. Three. Yeah. Yeah. No, the one one year just make you're uh, taking these bold steps for the first time. So you're not sure how far to take them. Two, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, people like this shit. Well, huh, we, we're really going to give it to you this time. And then the third one is just like, here's all the budget. It's just like, yeah, we're gonna, th- maybe, th- this it the the tra- maybe it was the time. Maybe it was. I feel like it feels like it should be a movie that I love because Foxy uh, Cleopatra is kind of like a black exploitation badass woman. True. And I don't know why. Maybe if I had a whole movie of her, I'd like it. But something about just Austin and the family drama, maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's the family that. stuff. Oh, shit. Are you kidding me? If they just did a spinoff and Beyonce did a Foxy Cleopatra Hell movie? yeah. That'd be badass. Oh, I'd love she, to watch She was like the best part of that movie, man. She demanded the room and attention whenever she came on. And she delivered it like a black exploitation. She was like a Pam Grier. I really liked what she did with it. Damn. Well, now you got me all jacked up. I'm like, well, shit. They need to go and make a Fox and Cleopatra movie. This is all yeah, right. It's only like 10, start 15 it, years later. Let's start get all that, Mike Myers. Start the trend. No, Mike Myers. He's Hashtag fine. No, Cleopatra. He's he's it's OK. Sorry, Mike. We don't. <laughs> I like you. You can be a cameo. You can be a cameo, Mike. No, I'm saying he writes it because he, oh. he wrote the awesome powers. OK, gotcha. Well, it's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. To keep with the tone, keep with the feel. Yeah, but talking about filmmaking, Dennis, you weren't here last week to talk about the big uh, oh, update of what yeah. we were Didn't miss on a couple the news. weeks ago. You want to want to get in there? So, yeah, as you uh, heard about it last week and you'll hear about it again this week, we are going to have the first annual Movie Toast Film Festival. The festival. <laughs> uh, yes, this is- Movie Toast the Festival. Movie That's Toast what we're calling festival. it. That is it. That is the official title. I, I apologize. The toaster himself doesn't even get the name right. What is this? 
<laughs> you fucking piece of shit. Oh, I know. Uh, so let me down. Goodness. It's a uh, continuation of a film festival that was started by uh, none other than Mr. Adam over here. Back when we were in film school together, and it, it's kind of celebrating the the underdog that uh, didn't necessarily get all the the commotion that some of the bigger budgeted projects. Yeah, we made a movie together, a short film, and it kind of, they're like, no, we don't want to show it in our festival. And I'm like, fuck you. I'll make my own festival like a bitch. And then I did it. And then I did it for years. He did it for, and he did it for several years. Um, But this is a, uh, uh, just, we enjoyed doing that. I I liked Adam. I liked helping you out uh, on that stuff. Not just judging the, films but the day itself like the event was always fun mm-hmm. to, to do and so bringing that into this new digital but age the, and that's the thing the big thing was we were in los angeles and people were submitting from all around the world but to get the people out to los angeles for what is a slightly smaller festival than some people would aim for uh we didn't get a huge turnout of the filmmakers showing up so this one we're actually going to do, like Dennis said, sticking with the new age that we live in, COVID world, uh, we're doing an online film festival. And that way, hopefully, everyone can join in and just enjoy it and watch some sweet fucking movies together. That is right, sir. And speaking yeah. of, well, here, I'm probably putting, getting ahead of myself. I was about to just d- dive right into my first review because I felt the transition come on, but I was just like, no, 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 no it's good. No. I went Let's too just fast. tell them where they. Uh, no, you're good, man. We we're taking every genre of movie here. But Dennis, where can they find us? How can they submit to our festival? You can you can check us out on Film Freeway. If you search for Movie Toast, we will show up. We are listed there. Uh, we are open for submissions. Uh, it is early bird right now, so it's very low cost. We're trying to make it as available as possible to our not just our listeners, ten bucks, but to anyone ten you bucks. know. Yeah, if you if you yeah. yourself aren't the filmmaker, but you got a buddy that likes doing that kind of thing, let them know. Uh, mm-hmm. They are more than welcome to submit whatever genre you got. Well, we have a few specific ones, uh, some very general. You know, we got your action, your horror, your comedy, but we also are open to whatever you interpret your film as. So don't let don't force a label on it. We also have a genre called Baker's Choice, which is that is going to be where you put your film if it doesn't quite fit anywhere else. This was done so we can get films of any kind. If you just don't quite feel like what you made fits in any of the categories, then that is the one for you. We want to see whatever you have to offer because we know there is good stuff out there and we want to give you Mm -hmm. a platform to show it. Yeah. And we know a lot of festivals have stipulations about it. How to have been made this year. Can't have premiered anywhere else. But no, no, we're like, dudes. Whenever you made this movie, I mean, within a reasonable time frame, I don't want to see shit from like 90s or 2001. But if it's a couple of years here or there, it's premiered somewhere else. It's on YouTube. Still send it to us because we want to get more eyes on it. We want to we, we've watched a bunch of like big movies, but we want to help spread people like us, like filmmakers that nobody really notices. We want to get that voice out there into the world. Absolutely. So we're excited. Like Dennis said, 10 bucks for the early bird entry. But if you're a gold member of Film Freeway, you save two bucks, it's eight bucks. So either way, we're trying to make this cost affordable for everyone because we know you dumped a lot of movie making money already into it. And yeah, I, I'm just going to call it movie making money. The budget of your film is probably <laughs> expensive. Even if it's a couple hundred bucks, you still put money in. So we don't want to rip you off or anything. We want to accommodate you guys. Absolutely. 
It should should be as accessible as possible. Um, yeah, man. So it's 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 gonna be fun. We're, we'll be talking about it a lot over the course of the year. Um, we'll be teasing more things about it. But mark it on your calendars, or you will be marketing your calendars. It will be in December as we approach a little mm-hmm. closer. We will give you that finite date. But if you go and check out the Film Freeway page, it will stay up to date through the whole year up until the festival itself. Yeah, yeah. look really looking forward to it. I'm excited to see what you guys got. Absolutely. Yeah. I am hungry for some reviews, man. I am ready to get to Dennis, reviews I, in. I missed you last week, man. I don't need to hear what you've been watching, man. And I you, need to know. But you gave you gave folks some good stuff. I, I really enjoyed that episode. That was a that was a cool. You you can hold it down solo. I might just be holding you back. That's what I learned. No, no, no. As you heard, I was like, I didn't even finish watching this movie. Don't waste your time. It's like, no, that was no. I need someone to bounce off of. Well, I've shows nothing without yeah. I I've, I was enjoying some other Nicolas Cage uh, learning about swear words, not necessarily him swinging swords, but maybe uh <laughs> may, maybe a, a different flavor Cage will uh, come down the pipe that we both enjoy. We'll have to see. Not going to yeah. be in my first movie though. My first review is uh, from a few years back. Actually, it's from the first year we moved out to film school. So there, it's probably the reason why I didn't remember this film being released. <laughs> Um, 2008, eh? Yes, sir. And from 2008 was the film The Express. This is a football period piece uh, based on the life of Ernie Davis, the first African-American to win the Heisman Trophy, which is which is a big deal. For those of you who don't know, in the world of sports, especially college football the heisman well, trophy. i don't know what is the heisman trophy man? heisman trophy is is an award given to the top performing athlete of the whole year who they believe performed the best of the whole season and it is it is a incredible feat it is a high accolade that follows you the rest of your life it's, it's a high honor even once you get up to the nfl it's still a thing if you won the heisman that, huh. that thing will always it will always uh be on your resume so this nice. this film uh, stars rob brown dennis quaid and Clancy Brown, whom we're all fans of here. You and I are both fans of here in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just reviewed a movie it was in a couple of weeks ago, Promising Young Woman. Great performance. Oh. It's going to be the villain in Dexter, the next uh, revival of Dexter. Yeah. Love that guy. That's right. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a big, big fan of his. Um, the uh, several, several other folks, too. Charles S. Dutton, Omar Benson Miller. Uh, very much uh, class acts. Just... Uh, actors who are very accomplished and have had a lot of work. So it was just kind of refreshing to see several of these faces again that were just like, damn, it's been a minute. Especially since the movie's 12 years old. It's like, uh, they, they were probably getting a little more work then. So it's it was it was refreshing to kind of take this little trip back, so to speak, even <laughs> though it is a period piece. But so uh, as we get into the film itself, uh, we are witnessing unfortunate events occurring in this boy's life when he was young, where race is clearly been used against him and it's been something that he's been criticized for and it's yeah he's he's been facing it his whole life but he doesn't let it hold him back he this guy gets shit done he outruns this bully who tries to kick the shit out of him at the beginning of the movie and that was an awesome scene at the train tracks intense moment and then we fast forward to today where we see him running for football practice it's a common theme of not just his exercise but watching his journey through into different environments throughout the movie as he's changing locations getting into getting into the college that they're scouting him for then earning that trophy that he's then known for we get stellar performances i really enjoyed that 
there's a few odd things about the movie for me. Uh, as good as the performances were, some of the special effects that were used to kind of fill in the blanks and to kind of complete the scene really stood out for me and kind of threw me off. Some of the locations that they filmed at don't really look that way. The stadiums that they're supposed to be practicing in and playing their games in uh, are no longer in this condition or have been updated or torn down, what have you. They CG'd a lot of the stands that just, it rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know what it was, but my eyes just didn't like it and it kept pulling me out. Same with, and I gotta be honest, some of the football, just the plays were pretty cheesy. I, I mean, I, I enjoy watching football. I'm not like this. I'm not a huge football like freak. I'm not that good at getting recognizing plays. Wait, Dennis, like I always thought you were the football freak. People say, oh, you know, Dennis. I'm like, yeah, I know the football freak. Yeah, over in Movie Toast. Yeah, he's the football freak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I That's what I refer to you all the time. I don't even call you Dennis. I'm like, hey, football freak, what's going on today? Oh, uh, not too much. <laughs> Just footballing. So, <laughs> just football. Just football. Oh boy, sorry. Um, I cut you off there. My apologies. That's all good. No, it's it's very much. It starts off in the vein of a sports movie, but this one has a lot more going on to it because there's uh, in his journey, he's not just battling with those confronting him on race, but we end up finding out he is battling disease itself. He gets sick, and he can no longer perform oh. at the level he he once could. The um, and it's it takes a dark turn at the end. It's 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 tough because you really bond with this character, and even after he accomplishes everything he does, there's still you can prepare for everything, and then life will still find a way to fuck with you. It it was a good movie. I gotta I gotta admit I I do not regret watching it. Now is this the greatest football movie I've ever seen? No. Is this the greatest? football nope. race movie i've ever seen no because remember, yes, remember the titans is still one of my favorite football movies ever it reminded me of that but it's a different it's from a different perspective it's it's a different flavor altogether in that i liked watching the individual's journey dennis quaid's character so he plays he plays uh, ernie's coach he's a white man who although he recruits black players he is an outwardly racist he's like oh well he, he still behaves in this manner that like, well, this is how the other teams behave. So just know that when we go here, you got to act like this. And so he's kind of conforming to the racism without resisting it. That gets mm. confronted and that gets interesting because it's like, hey, by stepping aside or not participating, you're you're making it OK. So you really yeah. you got to you, you got to make that choice, you know, so that I appreciate that was interesting to see someone try to get pulled out from the other side. It's like, no, you don't have to keep carrying on behaving this way. And then Clancy Brown was Clancy Brown. I mean, come on. The man's voice alone is awesome. I just like, I just like listening to him talk. <laughs> I like his voice, but his personality, his look, he has a distinguished look and you're like, oh shit, I want, I want to fuck with him. Yep. Oh yeah. No, I know and exactly what you mean. Wholesome. He can be wholesome. He can be villainous. Guy can do it all. And then uh, Charles S. Dutton. I just like the... He plays his uh, grandfather, uh, Ernie's grandfather, who ended up raising him a bulk of his life. And he just has this warm, approachable presence when he's on screen that I've whenever I see him in a movie, I I really like I just like what he does. There's something he does to the scene or the frame that's just like he's such an honest person or presence, I guess, mm. that I like that. But uh, for uh, yeah, for the Express, um, I'm going to give it. Two and a half slices. It's it's a it was it it was a solid movie. 
not the greatest football movie I've ever seen, but worth a watch if you're in the mood for a football drama like this and and you happen to miss it. Say you were into Remember the Titans and you happen to miss The Express, might as well give this one a shot too. I, I enjoyed it for for that reason specifically. So yeah, mm. any questions on it? What do you, any takeaways? No, man. Honestly, I'm not a big sports guy, but I mean, the story sounds heartwarming and I like the fact that you said it sounds like it's based in reality and things are looking great for him and then life throws a curveball and I like to see that in a biopic, actually seeing the true stuff, not yeah. just peppering in flakes of happiness and that's it. So that sounds legit. Yeah, so that is The Express. I'm giving it two and a half slices. Still a decent film, but, uh, you know, not the greatest football movie I've ever seen. Fair enough. That's cool. So, um, you know, Dennis, on Movie Toast, there's something that some people might not know about us. We have a little bit of a Irish following, which was really <laughs> amazing. They, they gave us some good downloads, and they did their way sometimes. But I said, you know, I want to watch a movie from Ireland this week. So I watched this little independent Irish paranormal rom-com called Extraordinary. It was one of the movies that came out over the lockdown that I was so excited about. Nice. And for some reason or another, it like slipped through the cracks. And I don't know how I missed it. But I finally got around to it. It's about a driving instructor named Rose who has the ability to speak to ghosts. She sees ghosts. The weird thing is she kind of pushes aside her paranormal skills because as a young girl, her and her dad were doing this one kind of exorcism and he takes the body of like a dog or something and it ends up getting hit by a car and he dies. So she blames herself for that. So she's like, I'm never doing this shit again. So fast forward a few years later, she's a driving instructor, full grown woman. However, she's lured back into her old ways when she decides to help out a single father named Martin who's been haunted by the slightly abusive, dearly departed wife of his. And to make matters worse, Martin's daughter Sarah becomes entranced when a one-hit wonder musician played by Will Forte tries to sacrifice Sarah to the <laughs> devil to make another one-hit oh song. My God. And it's so wacky. The movie's dry and witty and hilarious. It reminds me of Edgar Wright movies. And the characters are so one-of-a-kind. And, like, so well-fleshed out. They all have distinct voices and mannerisms. There's these horror moments in it that are edgy as fuck. There's these comedy moments that are just like, holy shit, did that happen? And just little things that you'll all see and you'll be like, oh, wow, that's smart. That's kind of cute. And this whole movie is one of a kind. I know I've said that multiple times about parts, but I honestly haven't seen a lot of movies like this. And I hope we get more movies like this. So I'm going to give Extraordinary four slices of toast. Holy shit. You can rent this or buy it wherever you get movies on VOD platforms. Or if you're a subscriber of the movie channel Showtime, you can check it out for free. It's on demand with them. But, oh, man, this movie I primarily wanted to see because of Will Forte. Because I've never seen him as an evil guy in, like, going around killing people. And But, oh, man, I'm just so happy. I wish I saw this last year, but... I mean, you got me it was great. fucking hooked on it. That sounds awesome. That <laughs> Yeah. It it went far beyond my expo uh my expectations. And now I'm like, maybe I should check out more uh Irish cinema because if it's anything like this, it's fucking top Damn. notch. Yeah, man. No, that's I cause that, that type of content already intrigues me, but the way it's being described, like I yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it's mm -hmm. my flavor. I'm very down for that. 
Yeah. And like, it's so subtle. Some of the stuff, like at one point she's driving around, she sees different versions of ghosts and she's saying hi to them. And there's like, Oh, hi old ghost lady. And like, lady is like, I'm not dead. She's like, Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> and like, just that like, she goes to another person's place. Uh, and there's like a tote, like that you put your trash in like a big trash barrel that like slams open and shut and talks to people. Um, uh, and it's just, there's so many weird things. Like, it's just like whoever wrote this movie, I think might actually be the, the woman that plays Rose. I think she either wrote it or directed it. Fucking genius. <laughs> That's awesome. So if you get a chance, you should definitely check out Extraordinary. Yeah. Where, where did you watch this one? I watched this on Showtime oh, on the Showtime yeah, app. Said that, gosh. But I think you can probably rent it or buy it on Amazon or Vudu for a couple of bucks. Nice. Oh, yeah. I, I honestly might buy this one. I might check yeah. it out again. Hey, if it's a four slicer, you say a lot. probably should. Yeah. So what, what else do you got coming up the pipeline Well, this one's here? a little more recent, and it's got a little more bacon in it. Right. Kevin Bacon. Oh! <laughs> uh, my next film is going to be a review of Cop Car from 2015. This is uh, directed and written by John Watts, which, as we were discussing before we recorded, had directed Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home. Action clearly is prevalent. Action with a lot of story in it. Things be happening. Yes. What caught my attention about wanting to even start watching this film is the idea of Kevin Bacon being the scary killer. Done. I was just like, that alone? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I like Kevin Bacon, but I feel like I can't really recall seeing a whole lot of him as the bad guy. I, I haven't seen antagonist. No. Antagonist Kevin. So that that <laughs> off the bat was just like, murderous killer Kevin Bacon plays a sheriff who, and then I'm like, I'm already done. I'm in. I'm watching the movie. But the mm-hmm. next part is, who has his patrol car stolen by two 10-year-old boys? And you're like, fuck, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. Two kids steal a cop car. Like, yep. it, like, and the, just the idea of that alone, it's like, oh, that's that could already be its own like comedy road movie. Mm-hmm. It starts off with this cute moment that I feel like a lot of people have had as a kid, especially in your that age of just like one kid saying all the swear words you could think of, and the other kid is just repeating yeah. them back. So he says them too. So it's like, yeah, I got those under my belt. I can say dick and boobs. <laughs> they just rattle down this list of stuff very yeah. much hit with this feeling of like it felt like a coen brothers movie just in tone and the way it was shot starts off as like a very much a slow burn you're but it's always getting giving you something uh this actually has a soundtrack in it so don't worry you're not going to not hear music for two hours that that does become a part of it and then um use of radios so sound kind of plays a character uh, a little bit in this movie. It's interesting though, because it, it starts off funny. I, I mean, I laughed out loud at several of the interactions of the kids with the cop car itself when they're just first approaching it and they just find mm-hmm. what they think is an abandoned cop car. And what is any kid going to do when they're r- thinking they're running away from home and they find an abandoned cop car with the keys in it? Let's go driving. We just start yeah. bombing around ranch fields and... Of course, Kevin Bacon gets keen on his car being missing, starts trying to track it down because there is a dead body in the trunk, or at least so mm-hmm. it seems. These kids uh, get themselves into quite a pickle. There's people in town even picking up on the fact that there's a couple of kids who are driving around in a rogue police car, and it's starting to raise a ruckus. Kevin Bacon, having been just killing some people, has got to clean up his tracks, and he's got to try to get his car back without the other <laughs> sheriffs finding out. So it's 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 an interesting tightrope of watching these kids keep doing these perilous, horrifying, dangerous things that they nearly hurt themselves or each other doing, like testing out bulletproof vests. Hmm. And 
And then you have Kevin Bacon, his storyline of like, what the hell was he doing? Why were why was a cop driving around? And because he is a cop, but he was driving around with dead bodies in the trunk of his car. Some serious yep. shit was going on. I loved this movie. I had a great time watching it. It was one of those, I just, it was a nail biter. Each one of these transitions was just like, oh my God, is this really happening? Or like, please stop. <laughs> and I felt like once it turned on, it never let its foot off the gas. Kind of like how these kids started driving <laughs> this cop car. It, it definitely <laughs> reaches ahead. And it, just when you think it's starting to cool off, it punches you in the gut one more time. I Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I actually had a really good time for just like a random view of just like, hey, here's Kevin Bacon, bad guy. Cop car, good Kevin Bacon, bad guy. Me, I'm going to give this mm. three slices of toast. It's a solid uh, thriller, in my opinion. It's just, it does what it does. I came in with no expectation, and I had a good time watching this thriller. Yeah, I saw this movie a couple of years back, and I agree. I'll co-sign everything you're saying. Like, the way you sold it, perfectly. You're not over or underselling anything. You're not giving anything major away. I dig it, man. I, 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 I'm with you. I kind of want to rewatch the movie after that and uh, nice. review. Which uh, you can find on Netflix uh, at the moment. In, in case it hasn't been floating oh. up on your list, g- give it a search in there and you'll, yeah, you'll find it on Netflix. And that's a cop car. Yep, cop right? car. Yep, cop car. They say it like 400 times in that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your next film, sir? I watched something that was kind of sold as a thriller heist movie. Uh, so kind of in the same vein as okay. yours, but... I watched the movie that just came out last week on HBO Max. Uh, I believe it's one of those Warner Brother movies that didn't come out. It's a COVID-based movie called Locked Down. Uh, it stars Anne Hathaway and Chidwell Ejiofor as a husband and wife. Oh, Linda yeah. Paxton. This, this sounded awesome. Yeah, their, their marriage is on the rocks right before COVID struck and the lockdown happened in England. They were going to get a divorce. And unfortunately, they're stuck together and they're kind of separated, but they still run into one another and they're driving each other kind of crazy. And it's a character piece for quite some time of these two people. You're seeing them Skype with their family members and work people. And it's just a kind of a drama and it's enjoyable. But I signed up for a movie that was a heist movie. And that aspect doesn't really come in until maybe an hour into this almost oh. two hour movie. Wow. Um, yeah. If it was more, if they got rid of this whole heist aspect of the movie, I'd say, yeah, it's a pretty solid little flick, but they're, they're trying to sell it as a heist movie. And literally, so it's like Anne Hathaway worked for a company that kind of takes care of high value things for stores and different companies. And uh, there's this one big store in England that's closing and they have this big jewel. Uh, that's worth millions of dollars. And at the same point, they also have a fake version of it. And uh, the hus- her husband gets hired to kind of go and pick it up because ideally what's happening here is Anne Hathaway has to have someone go pick up this jewel and then they got to mail it to New York and it's going to be placed in a vault for years and years. So she says, hey, if you get this jewel, we can send them the fake one and we can keep the real one because I know you know some shady people because he has a shadowed past and knew some shady people. And the whole reason she wants to divorce him is because he was more of a renegade, an outlaw before they got married. And then she wanted him to be more of a family man. And he did that. And she kind of looked down at him on that because Mm. of that. Um, 
But this movie is very slow. It meanders. And like, even my mother's like, what, what, what is this? This is kind of weird. I'm like, I don't know. They shot it. And it's more of the gimmick. Once again, like songbird. It's like, yeah, they shot this in the lockdown. They took advantage of it. But honestly, I feel like if you're going to watch a lockdown movie, a pandemic movie, go watch songbird much better. But the crazy thing is, like I said, the, the main characters, they're big stars, but there's Ben Stiller, Mindy Kaling, uh, Ben oh, Kingsley, wow. Stephen Merchant. There's a bunch of people in this movie. Uh, Dulé Hill. There's so many like huh. people that you're like, oh, I know that person. I know this person. And it's directed by, I think it's Doug Lyman. He does a lot of the action movies with Tom Cruise. His next movie he's directing is with Tom Cruise in space. So he's a big action movie. So and I'm like, that guy's directing a movie that takes place during the COVID lockdown in England, and he's doing a heist movie. Holy fuck, I want to see this. And I was I was looking for that adrenaline jump in Tom Cruise-style action, and I got more of a, here's the heist. Like, it's just they go to this store, they go through security, um, and they kind of fuck around for a bit, and then they grab the jewel, and they walk away. It's like, oh. but we don't know if they're going to send. That's not exactly. That's how it could go. Because the whole time they're about to do it, they're still not sure if they want to go through with this or not. That's the heist. It's not a big, elaborate, crazy action packed heist. No, this is just a more contained little thing. And they're selling this as a, as a heist movie. I'm sorry. I know I sound angry. And it just let me down in so many different yeah. ways. I will say the acting was good. The character piece. If it was just the husband and wife in lockdown, I would say this is a three slicer. But it's not. It's being marketed as an action movie and a heist movie. So that's where I'm going to ding it down to maybe a two slicer. So locked down on HBO okay. Max, two slices of toast for me. Yeah. Dang. Uh, I was very sad. And I, I hate it when that happens, when you, especially when something's pitched pitched one way. You see all the marketing going one direction. Then you go to watch the movie and it's like, oh, OK, you could have told me this is what we were all coming mm-hmm. to see. But huh? shoot, that's too bad. Yeah. Like I said, maybe I always say this every time I give a slightly negative review. If you saw this movie and you liked it, please let us know at Twitter at movie underscore toast. Tell me what I missed. Tell me why it was a good action thriller heist style movie. And I'd like to have a conversation about this. So please let me know if you've seen it and disagree with me. I'd love to hear your take on it. You know, you know, who's not going to hear your take? Riz Ahmed's character in Sound of Metal, because... He's not oh, hearing much of anything. What's that, Dennis? <laughs> so, <Ooh. laughs> that is my next film for review and my final one for the episode, Sound of Metal, which comes to us okay. from Amazon and is available on their uh, Amazon video streaming mm-hmm. service. This is a film telling the story of a the drummer from a heavy metal group that they're in the thick of their tour. He's beginning to notice some issues with his hearing. And... Uh, as as put together as their life seems to be, and he tell he takes good care of himself. He's an addict. He's addressed it. He's recovering. You know, he's he's always on top of those types of things. But he started to lose his mm-hmm. hearing. He is going deaf. Ooh. The what little hearing he has left, he's been told is is going to go unless you change your life right now. But music is his life. Performing, Ooh. being on stage, and this performing metal is his life literally lives in an RV and he and his girlfriend travel the country doing this for their living. This is what they do. This is rocked him to the core. Literally. (laughs) It's, 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 it's an intense way to start the film and they waste no time. We, we get into that pretty quick. 
So he's already walking this knife edge of now having the thing that keeps his keeps his, his drive, like the thing that pushes other than his girlfriend. This is the other thing that really just motivates mm-hmm. him. And he's had it all taken away. And he doesn't know how to even perform the, the way he used to anymore. His cues are now gone. He has to try to do it visually. And it's he's falling behind. They tried it. They try to do a couple stops. And it's just not working. He went from not smoking cigarettes at all to sneaking cigarettes because this is his trigger. This is that that is his next phase is like meth after that. So like he's uh, her his girlfriend calls a sponsor and sponsor calls him back. And it's just like, hey, man, you need you need to get checked in. We need to do something. We need to figure something out. But he's like halfway across the country. You know, is there out on tour? Um, it's, it's really intense. I can't imagine having to come to terms with something like this and you don't have like a fixed home or a, a location that is like your safe space away from things. He doesn't have yeah. that at all. Ends up finding a, it's a community for, uh, deaf people, whether you're, you've become deaf recently, there's, there's like a group for you. Uh, there's a school for deaf children. And then there's a group for addicts who are all, who happen to be deaf. And this is who he's he stays with, and he meets this guy named Joe. Joe is a guy who's running this program that's trying to help him assimilate into the deaf world, which is really intense for for someone like him whose sound is so important. He's hooked on getting the cochlear implant surgery, which is a very very expensive, very intense surgery that tries to simulate bringing sound back to your brain, and it's very invasive, but it's also it's something within the deaf community is very controversial because you're now refusing to conform. You're refusing to be a part of a community of people who live their lives just fine. They like, they have brilliant, vibrant, colorful lives of it's of their own language and culture that you've now decided whether they think you're better than it. It's there's many different reasons, but there's a lot of people who are very resistant to having this done. So he's, He's kind of walking this line of, I got to get the surgery, I got to get the surgery because I got to get back on tour. But the, he's surrounding himself with deaf people who are just like, hey, man, this is, this is your, this can be your life too. It's, it's, a, things can be okay. This mm-hmm. is getting better. So it's a very, very intense movie, not something to be taken lightly, but powerful. Amazing performances all around. Uh, Riz Ahmed, this just solidifies how great an actor he is. I mean, if if the name doesn't sound familiar, I guarantee you would recognize his face. Nightcrawler mm-hmm. was my first wonderful interaction with this guy. I loved him as this intern, that nerdy, apprehensive guy that just needed to make a buck that worked his way um, up into the business. And then, you know, of course, if you've seen that movie, you've seen how it goes. He was Bodhi Rook in uh, Star mm-hmm. Wars Rogue One. He, there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline he's going to be starting as well. Yeah, one thing that he's in that was mind-blowing. Everything he does is great, but he did this uh, miniseries on HBO called The Night Of, which was about him possibly being a murderer. Like, he was in prison oh, seeing a guy that was wrongfully uh, sent to prison and seeing how that warped his sense and turned him into this vicious inmate as, like, his lawyers trying to fight for him to get out. Amazing work, but... I, I love Riz Ahmed and I, I'm excited to see this oh, movie, man. Yeah, He's it's, so great. This is very much an acting piece. Uh, this is something just to appreciate what he can deliver to you emotionally. And he does a damn good job. You feel hmm. the pain. Like, oh, it's 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 powerful. He does a great job of delivering 
his performance. Obviously, with as with the nature of the subject matter, sound is incredibly important, and it's so easy for you to take it for granted, especially in the early part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Keep it in mind. Every every scene you watch the film, try to take in every sound you're hearing, and try to because it's it's something that they play with uh, throughout the film. And every once in a while, you'll catch yourself. Oh 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 shit! I I'm not hearing anything, but you're. You're, you're relaxed or it's the other way around. I'm hearing too much and it's very, it's very intense oh. and it's very unsettling. It's, it's great. The audio design, um, sound design is excellent in this film, but Riz Ahmed's performance, brilliant. The directing is brilliant. Cannot praise it enough. Sound of Metal, I'm giving three and a half slices. This was a great movie and it proves why Amazon still makes really, really awesome stuff that I think kind of flies under the radar for a lot of folks. Don't rule them out. There's mm-hmm. a lot of good entertainment, and this movie is a prime example of what they can do. So, <laughs> I like that pun—a prime example for an Amazon Prime original you movie. Me. Nicely done. They paid me. <laughs> oh man, how do I get some of that money? Go spank Jeff Bezos. Well, here I come, Jeff. <laughs> lube or no lube? Chaps on. <laughs> I don't need money that bad. Uh, or do I? I don't know. I gotta look at my bank account. I probably do. Uh, yeah, so I watched a movie that's also a streaming movie, but this one's over on Netflix. I watched the movie Outside the Wire. It's a brand new Netflix original sci-fi movie starring the hair to Captain America's shield, Mr. Anthony Mackie yeah. himself as a cyborg army captain who's on a top secret mission with a disgraced drone pilot, a bomber drone pilot. First, we're told that these two guys are going to get medical help to some refugees, but it turns out they're really going down there to hunt down one badass hombre who's really fucking up a lot of stuff in this section of the world. Um, The movie has phenomenal action sequences. Like some of this stuff, I'm like, holy fuck. Like physically, I'm like, I don't know how the fuck this guy just did that. And like Anthony Mackie is like, kicking ass as like a cyborg type <laughs> guy and some of the stuff they have him do i'm like holy fuck that's crazy i gotta i kind of want to rewind i had to rewind a couple of things to watch again i'm like that's pretty intense um the cg is pretty fucking sweet it's top notch in this because there's a lot of like little uh robots that go around for the army and like oh kind of go do some yeah. dumb down like kind of like a robocop the little uh Ed 900 or 9,000 kind of thing, but a little more sleek and sexy (laughs) working for the U S government. Yeah. The uh, sets were so beautiful. Like you believe that they're in this foreign land in this dystopian future kind of area. Um, and there's some really good plot twists, uh, tossed throughout this movie that I'm like, Holy shit. I didn't see that coming. Other ones. Yeah, I could see that coming, but there's some sweet ones. However, the plot felt familiar. It almost kind of reminded me of ghost in the shell a little bit mixed with a little Robocop action. Um, it was slightly longer than it needed to be. In my opinion, the acting for the most part was mediocre, but something kept me watching the movie. And I honestly think it might've been Anthony Mackie's charm, charisma, and just the presence that he like demands when he's on the screen, like something about him really stole the show. I know he was one of the leads, but oh man, he killed it in this. Oh yeah. Um, all in all, I'm going to give this Netflix original sci-fi flick outside the wire two and a half slices of toast it wasn't amazing but it wasn't terrible something that i think uh you guys might like if you're sci-fi fans and dennis i think you'd pretty yeah much i was gonna say I could, I could just grub on some action hit me in the face with some 
craziness. Like I, I, I could chill <laughs> out with with that. That sounds like fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm like, and this is how you can tell that it was one of the movie that I'm not fucking around here. I watched this at midnight on a Saturday night. Normally, like if I watch movies like that and they're kind of boring, <laughs> I'll pass out and I'll this be like, true. fuck that movie. This one, I was awake the whole time. And toasters, I promise. He, yeah. he didn't even tell me. I, I had to restart this thing four days in a row. No, one shot. <laughs> yeah, so that, I, I mean business <laughs> when I say it wasn't bad. That's sad that I got to put that caveat on there, but I want hey, to be honest truth with the, the old time, The old timer toasters will know that that is an important statement. <laughs> Oh, man. So I guess that brings us to the end of our movie reviews. But uh, I don't know, Dennis, you want to talk a little uh, something else that's cheesy and action packed? Oh, you know it. Yep. Adam and I both are fans of the Netflix series Cobra Kai. I know we've mentioned a little bit in the past, but they just recently posted the third season of the of the series. And oh, we finally both got got through the last episodes. And Mm -hmm. boy, was that a fun addition to the story. Now I, I agree, but let's let's pause the breaks for a quick second. Um, if you guys haven't seen the show or you're not caught up, fucking shut this off right now. There's gonna be spoilers. That we will we, talk we will about. spoil it if you if you were so concerned with, yeah. with such materials. If not, use this as a reason to get started on the show if you're not concerned about uh, where it lands. Ooh, like, that's true. Cannot pitch it enough. This was a fun hit, like kind of a hidden gem. Hidden gem, maybe not a hidden gem. Yeah, because for a while, no, it tr- truly was. It was a YouTube Red yep. exclusive for the first two seasons. It got canceled, and then Netflix picked it up, and now everyone's discovering it. I know I discovered it in the beginning of the lockdown, yeah. like maybe back in, like, June, July. Yeah, when it first came over. And I was like, fuck, I need more yes. of this. When What's it first that? came over to Netflix, right? I was just like, yeah, let's give this a shot. I was, mm-hmm. That yeah. was the only thing I was genuinely curious about uh, with YouTube Red, and thank God it came over to Netflix. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the series continues the story of... Danny LaRusso and uh, Earl Boy, Johnny, Johnny Lawrence. Lawrence. And as you can tell from the title of the show, this is primarily from Johnny Lawrence's perspective. And which honestly is the best possible way you could have started this. Because how boring would this have been if it was Miyagi-Do and we're just <laughs> watching this car salesman have an awesome life in Encino, California. No, thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't I would watch be- it. And in what world are you having an awesome life in Encino, California, just selling cars? I need some grittiness, right. I need to have homeless people swiping my gas station pizza from me when I'm <laughs> mugging high school kids. This is the action you get from uh, Cobra Kai. So Cobra th- Kai. this is all kind yeah. of the setup for the previous seasons. But in this season, season three, we get our incredible oh, conclusion boy. to a very intense moment at the end of the second season when one of our main characters oh, yeah. appears to have like been paralyzed after getting thrown up uh, down a flight of steps like that was such a brutal fight mm-hmm. scene i thought for sure we were and that was caused by another very good wholesome character like a character you're like this guy is a good guy he's a really good guy. oh fuck he just yep. kicked that right. ass he just kicked that guy down. It was like, fuck. And they end it like that, man. Did he die? Is he going to be fine? Who knows? Well, now, now we, know. we know. Over the course of several episodes, yes, he does walk again. And that buildup was awesome. I loved the moments of Ooh. watching Johnny be a grown-up. Like, he's he keeps maturing. No, Johnny was not only a grown-up, but a true fucking sensei in every aspect yes. of the oh, world. 100%. Like, he made sure his fucking... Pedalon, like actually fucking was able to walk. He did everything, everything, including 
trying to show the boy like vintage porn in a old Playboy, Hang, hanging that it off a fishing pole thing. to try to get him to stand up out of his wheelchair. <laughs> that was funny. So you know, there's the internet, right? Like he doesn't even <laughs> before making yeah. a half his. Well, no, this is the guy who thinks once the battery's dead on the laptop, you throw it away. Done. Yeah, he doesn't realize you recharge it. Johnny Lawrence is an interesting man. So it's it's mm-hmm. um that is that is one aspect of the story. We are also getting. I liked the fact that over the course of the show, we get the intense storyline of the kids have the like dojo versus dojo mentality, as well as like the yeah. the, the love storylines between who's dating who. But then the adults have very serious like storylines that are of equal gravity mm-hmm. when Daniel starts the his business is in trouble and they might actually lose the cars mm-hmm. that they're trying to sell, like the car company that supplies them may not supply them anymore. And he goes to Japan to try to talk to the corporate to get them to work together again and that was a cool moment of uh, revisiting characters oh yeah from karate kid 3 badass yeah i that, think so yeah i, I love that like, movie too and then when you see them just kind of start out honestly dude i don't recall any of it but even if you're i wasn't a giant karate kid fan i of course watched it as a kid i'm like that's cool i forgot everything about it but you don't have to fucking know these oh, no. they play clips they make you know these things like the fact that they bring back a guy who was the big bad villain willing to kill our fucking main yeah. character and now the two might become friends i don't know Which, that and that was intense too i loved the and that that respect for their history the fact that there is that crossover just like you know that we're both trained in the mm-hmm. same style martial arts we're we're we both trained miyagi-do like so it's they're starting to learn these parallels and that was a cool storyline i mean uh, i i want to be able to share more i know we said we're not gonna we're going to give spoilers but i'm also like ah but i want you to just watch it so you 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 appreciate it yeah that's true Um, this had a christmas episode this season that was fun i just that's true that was a a big christmas brawl (laughs) christmas beat down sorry Oh, in our household, we like to have like destroying the LaRusso house. Yeah, right. In our household, we like to have like a, we will watch our favorite like Christmas episodes of different shows and stuff on our different streaming services. Now we've got new ones to add to the list. <laughs> the, the Christmas party <laughs> beatdown scene. That was fun. Not even seen. That was like half the episode. I and feel it's like. brutal. Like the fight choreography uh-huh. with these with this cast, especially what are supposed to be high school age kids. They sell it like it looks gnarly. It's dope. when uh, when when Hawk. Oh, oh, and that moment with Hawk and uh, the other dude when you're like, oh, thank fucking god, it's finally happening. You get some closure you need in this this fight. Oh, the the back half. I was gonna. I was just gonna mention when he, when he broke yeah. Homeboy's oh, arm. Oh. That was fucking brutal. That it's it's like oh yeah. You you is- think that there's like this line that they wouldn't cross. I mean, obviously, getting paralyzed, uh, someone nearly getting paralyzed has an effect on the, both groups. And they're just like, shit, we can't have her let it get to that point again. But it, but it almost does. Hawk is, he's like, yeah. he's worse than Johnny was when Johnny was in high school. And he just snaps the dude's mm-hmm. arm. Well, what is it? He, does he break it or does he pop it? It's old best yeah. friend. I think he snaps he it. Did, okay, it is broken. I wasn't sure if it was popped out, but you're right. He's, he had it, he yeah. had it uh, in a sling for... Like yeah, half the season. For a while. Um, yeah, there's so many just mm-hmm. brutal moments that I love that they can take what I feel like could have, um, what I feel like could have been cheap, very CW series like drama storylines and just had them stay cheesy. 
but they're really punched up and they're very well executed. They're very well written. Uh, season three of Cobra yeah. Kai is was is strong. I, I will I will have to agree with you, Adam. Is is it the strongest? No, but no, it's but it's fun. fun. We get we get we got to continue and- a storyline that we really you know obviously we wanted to conclude. But we got to see some corners of the universe we hadn't seen yet or, you know, hadn't revisited on the series yet. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let us know if how you feel about Cobra Kai, if you like season three as much as we did or if you disliked it. All at movie underscore toast on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Discord, or uh, come talk to us on Facebook at Movie Toast News and Reviews or check out some videos that we have up over at YouTube. Um, but please, once again, guys, go to filmfreeway.com backslash movie toast of the festival. Once again, that's filmfreeway.com backslash movie toast the festival and submit a short film. Submit a couple of short films. We want to see your work, yes, guys. We are very excited to see what you have to it's offer. It's going to be fun. And uh, it's going to be an exciting year. We're looking forward to having the show, having the festival. So, yeah, we want to see yeah. your films, man. We want to see whatever you get. That's we right. want to enjoy what you're selling us. Yeah, send us what you got. I We're really excited to see the creativity that you, the fans, have. You filmmakers. We're going to have a fun year. This is going to be exciting, building up to the show. I can't wait for the festival, man. And uh, say if you do get a movie and we select you, maybe we can interview on the show and you can be a part of the podcast. I don't know. Possibly. We haven't talked about it, but throwing it out there right now. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But thanks for listening, everybody. Uh Good to have you back this week, Dennis. I missed you last oh, yeah. week, and I feel like we have a good one. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! No, this, we got a good stack of good stack of toast here for you folks. Hope we uh, inspired you to go check out something new, or agreed with something you recently watched. Hopefully, we got the we got the same opinion. If not, just like Adam said, come let us know. We got places. <laughs> well, folks, <laughs> until next week. As always, stay toasty. 